I don't think in a season like this, a year of transition, not a year of we're one player away, that they would take the PR risk of signing Bauer where something more comes out. That's the risk. Not what's already happened, which is controversial enough, but MLB suspended him for a record of bound of games. And I don't necessarily think they did it because they don't like him. I don't think they did it because Rob Manfred is sensitive, even though Rob Manfred is sensitive. I think they probably did enough research and were worried enough. But I I disagree. I'm not saying you're wrong and that I wouldn't add another starting pitcher. I want to make that clear. I would. You never have enough starting pitching. And if you're adding swingish guys like Michael Lorenzen, and Sean is a swingish guy. I mean, think about Sean last year. He made 10 starts. The rest of his season was coming out of the bullpen. So Manaya being an arm out of the bullpen could happen if you had enough starting pitching. So I'm not against it. I just don't know if I expect it, especially after they just invested, you know, $30 million combined, essentially, between Luis Severino and now Sean Manaya. I wouldn't be against it. I don't know if I expect it. Here's the challenge the Mets are facing. First of all, one other thing about Sean Manaya, I was reading about this a few days ago. Uh, baseball trade rumors put this out about how Manaya added the sweeper. We both have referred to it. According to StatCast data, he started throwing it on May 30th. He threw it an equal amount of times to lefties and righties. And the results when he threw that pitch, which started in late May, were incredible. He got a swing and miss percentage of 35%. Opposing hitters hit 140 against him. And when batters made contact, the exit velocity was 82 miles an hour. So I get it. We're diving deep to rationalize, but I wouldn't say it's diving deep to rationalize. I would say it's diving deep to understand because what you try to do in free agency and trades, we look at the past because what else can we look at, right? We analyze what a guy did, but we really try to predict what they're going to do next because good or bad, which Sean Manaya did last year, much like Blake Snell last year. Blake Snell won the Cy Young last year. A part of why I haven't been intrigued by him is not just analyzing the past, but it's projecting the future. So the reason why looking at the data on a new pitch Sean Manaya added is, hey, maybe, and this is, of course, the pipe dream we hope for, but you never know it's baseball. The dream is Sean Manaya puts it all together. The dream is this pitch, this sweeper, they added in late May, all of a sudden becomes a pitch that he's perfected and Sean Manaya finishes fifth in the Cy Young voting. I mean, I, I know that may not be likely, but that's the hope. That's why I can never go into a baseball season. And you can yell at me for saying I'm too optimistic. It's not about being optimistic. It's about I've seen enough of baseball to know that every time you think you have it figured out, you get bit in the ass. Like as negative as any of us have been as Met fans, did any of us think the Mets were going to be selling at the trade deadline this past year? None of us. Other than Frank the Tank, there is no Met fan that went into this season thinking it's going to be a disaster. And that's the beauty of baseball. Because none of us are going to have the opposite expectations this year. None of us are going to pick the Mets to win the World Series. But you try to look at what's on this roster and say, well, how could it all come together? And one of the ways it could all come together is by analyzing the sweeper and thinking, oh, lefty, 32. He's had good years before. Maybe with the Mets pitching lab, he puts it all together. It's not a prediction. It's more of a hope. And it's more of kind of why you analyze these things, trying to think, okay, is there an upside to Sean Mania that we're not seeing? Now, here's my concern. 
And this is a big one. Let's look at who the Mets are replacing. Let's not forget that. So in the first half of last year, they got 19 starts out of Max Scherzer. And in those 19 starts, he pitched to a 4-0-1 ERA. If you got that out of any of the three guys the Mets just acquired, 19 starts prior to the trade deadline at a 4-0-1 ERA, you know what we would say? We would say good job. We would. Would we not say that? Severino's a little bit different. Let me put him to the side because I think we have higher hopes for him. If I told you, Sean, uh, I'm calling you, Sean, Pete, and I don't mean Morash, I mean Manaya. I'm thinking about Manaya. <laughs> hey, Pete, if I told you going into August 1st, Sean Manaya would have made 19 starts with a 4-0 winning ERA, what would you say? I'd say that's kind of where we expect him to be or need him to be. Because expectations, if you look, his numbers at his best, we're a little bit below a four, right? It depends. You know, with him, it depends on the year. So last year, last year was a tough year to look at because he only made 10 starts. So I prefer to look at just what he did in his starts and not what he did out of the bullpen. What he did in his starts, I'll give you the answers in his 10 starts, was pitch 46 innings to a 4.82 ERA, which is not great. I mean, it's less than five innings per start. It's an ERA near five. The year before that was basically that. He pitched to a 4.96 ERA in 28 starts. The year before that is the year you're really hoping for. He made 32 starts through 180 innings and had a 3.91 ERA. You got to go back to 2018 for when he had one of his best years and pitched to a 3.5 ERA. So what's the expectation based on the last few years from Sean Mania? All I know is those numbers I gave you from Scherzer, we would be pretty happy with. You'd have to be. Yeah, no, especially because we're not paying as much money, too. That's a, and, 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 and here's a stupid thing. Ev, I, I can't believe we you and I and all the fans discuss this. It's like we care about the money. Like it shouldn't matter. It really shouldn't matter anymore because we do have an owner where the money doesn't is not as impactful as it once was. I, I don't care about the money. The reason I bring up the money is I think that tells us what the guy's role is going to be. No, now Steve Cohn has the ability to say, no, I paid $14 million for a swing starter. Okay, let me see that. Because right now, my belief is the money they gave Harrison Bader tells me he's an everyday player. The money they gave Sean Maniah tells me they're going to have him start every five or six days. If that turns out not to be true, then to back up your point, that's Steve Cohen showing I don't give a damn. But that's the only reason I care about the money. It's not caring about it in terms of, oh my God, how do you give that guy that money? It's more, that's telling me how they view him because how else do we know until the season starts or until Carlos Mendoza tells us you almost read the tea leaves based on the amount of money a guy is making so the Mets are looking to replace 19 starts 4-0 ERA from Max Scherzer Justin Verlander until he got traded made 16 starts so he did have the IL stint that's why I kind of put Severino in this mix because you almost expect Sevy to miss time Se- uh, Verlander 16 starts 3-1-5 ERA if Severino gave us that first half of the year, our reaction is what, Pete? Uh, I'd be popping a champagne every, every after every single outing. Popping a champagne. <laughs> Pop now, a champagne. the other guy, because I want to be fair about this, that the Mets are replacing. This one will be easier. This is the fun part now. Because that's kind of daunting, looking at replacing the production, even of an older, worn-down Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Carlos Carrasco. Because <laughs> he did make 20 starts last year. 20 starts. 90 innings, 6.80 ERA, which is just atrocious. So what I think the Mets may add 
is that while they may not get the top-end production that Verlander and Scherzer gave him in the first half of the year, hopefully none of the guys they acquired will give them the bottom-end production that Cookie took when he made his starts every five days. I got to be honest with you. I might be hoping that Severino's closer to the Carrasco numbers and Hauser's closer to the Verlander numbers. Because, I mean, what, Severino was somewhat close to that, too. What was his final tally last year? 6.39. He was actually Ooh. slightly better. Actually, Ooh. a half a run better than Carlos Carrasco, which shows you how bad Carlos Carrasco was. Look, Cookie. obviously, Severino was terrible last year. If if he does that again, we're screwed. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> If he's pitching to a six and a half ERA, just back the truck up. <laughs> so the other replacement that we need to keep in mind, because I just mentioned first half Scherzer, first half Verlander, entire season Carlos Carrasco is second half Peterson, McGill, and Budo. And I think it's intriguing to see, well, what did those guys do after they were added to the rotation? And again, those are the numbers I'm looking at. Not what McGill did in April, May, or June, or Peterson did in April, May, or June. I'm talking about they are now in the rotation. They're making the starts every day. They are replacing Verlander and Scherzer. How did they do? And I think the numbers will kind of surprise you because they're better than you think. David Peterson, 10 starts, 50 and two-thirds innings, which is actually pretty high considering his first few starts. He was only throwing three innings at a time. So he ended up averaging about five innings per start and pitched to a 3.73 ERA. Again, you get those numbers out of Adrian Hauser or Sean Manaya through 10 starts, you'd say, very good. Be very happy with that, yes. Tyler McGill made 10 starts after the trade deadline through 54 innings. So again, right around five innings per start, and he pitched to a 4.16 ERA. Again, you're kind of hoping that these guys give you that. And then finally, Jose Budo's a smaller sample size. He pitched really well. It was only five starts. Granted, we got to keep that in mind. He only made five starts, 27 in the third innings, a 3.29 ERA. Believe it or not, and this is when the game sort of didn't matter, right? Last half of the season, the production they got in the 25 starts from Peterson, McGill, and Budo were pretty good. 